Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. Tanner Hendrickson, I'm Brandon Kiley. It's BK and Ferrario on 101 ESPN. Very excited about this. So it's pretty rare that a, co- a high school baseball coach will ever coach an opening day starter in the majors. Well, for Matt LaCour, he coached Jack Flaherty, Max Free, Lucas Giolito, and all three are now opening day starters in the major leagues. And Matt LaCour joins us now via the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Matt, I've got to imagine today is a super special day for you. Thanks so much for hopping on with us. How are you doing, my friend? Uh, You are correct. It is a super special day here around our school. So we are all excited and ready to watch a lot of baseball and uh, get the season off to a great start. Man, I got to tell you, I love your uh, your Twitter profile uh, label, which basically says, coach some dudes with talent, didn't screw them up, won some games. And boy, are you 100% on with that, with those names that you just labeled. I'm curious, Matt, when you had, and let's just hone in on Jack Flaherty because that's who us in St. Louis are are paying so much attention to today. Did this guy have the intensity then that he does now as a major leaguer? Yes. Um, it's hard to get Jack to crack a smile on the baseball field. It always has been, even back to when I first saw him play when he was 11 years old. Um, Jack's an intense competitor, and people sometimes take that the wrong way, like, hey, is he having fun? Hey, who's he talking to when he's on the mound? He's talking to himself. He's getting himself right. Um And so that's just his personality, and that's the way he goes about his business on the baseball field. It's probably the reason why he's so good as a pitcher. It also was probably a detriment, just um, to looking back on it, why he he didn't develop um, as a hitter like we thought he would because he was so hard on himself, and we all know that as a hitter, you're going to fail quite a bit. And He didn't like failing. We're talking to Matt LaCour here on 101 ESPN. Can you tell us a little bit more about Jack Flaherty as a high schooler? I mean, we, we see him today, and he's an outspoken man who is <clears throat> has grown so much as both a person and a player since getting into the Cardinal system. But what was he like as a high schooler when you had him? Um, so Jack's never been the vocal look-at-me type of guy. I think uh, the last couple of years with the social injustice and everything that's gone along with that. He's found his voice, but Jack, when he was in high school was also pretty much a super intense student. Um, 
you're going to walk around our campus and everybody loved him. Uh, there's a story that goes around that Jack was playing for Team USA going into his senior year, and he missed a significant part of the school year at the beginning, maybe two to three weeks. And the first day he came back onto campus, Jack had to take his physics test, which is maybe the hardest class we have on our campus. And the teacher said, hey, you can take it, you know, in a couple of days. You've been gone for so long. And Jack took it and aced it. And so the preparation that Jack goes through on the mound as far as his career, he learned that at a young age, and he applied it to his academics and everything else at school. So can't say enough about how he handled himself when he was here. That's awesome to hear. And Matt, I'm curious with Jack, because you mentioned his hitting back in high school. Was he always wanting to be a pitcher, or did he have different positions when he was in high school that he wanted to play at? No, Jack saw himself as a shortstop. Jack was uh, Jack was actually very resistant early on to just being a pitcher. He loved pitching, don't get me wrong, but Jack wanted to be out there every single day, not every fifth day. Um, and athletically, quite honestly, defensively, um, mindset, um, everything you need in order to be a big league position player he had, the bat just didn't progress as fast as the pitching did. And so I'm not sure what he could have been as a pro player on the um, field, you know, out, out in the field, but it wouldn't have been something like he wasn't going to get drafted. He, going into his senior year, he was highly sought after as a position player. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of the journey he went through, that, that latter part of his high school career, becoming a pitcher only. Matt, what comes through your mind today as you're getting ready to watch these guys as opening day starters in the majors? I mean, is, is there a flashpoint memory of them on the baseball field for you or um, a conversation that you had with them? Is there anything that immediately comes to your mind mind's eye as you're kind of uh, looking back at some of the experiences that you had with these three players? Mm, it, it's maybe not one particular instance with each one of them. Um, although I can point to that, that point in time in their high school career where you looked at it and said, oh, wow, that's special and that's different than everybody else. But I think what I'm going to sit back as I watch these guys um, go out there this week is just kind of the journey that it takes to get from being a high-profile first-round draft pick to actually make it and be that prolific number one starter in the rotation. It's not easy to do. There's a lot of first-rounders that wash out that never make it, and for these three guys to go through the journey they've gone through and become aces of their staff and lead their teams into a 162-game season is pretty special. What was that moment? You mentioned you, you can think back to the moment where you were like, oh, that's, that's a little different. What was it for those guys for you? Well, each one had a little bit different. I think with Jack Flaherty coming in and as a 10th grader, the way he played in the field, you could see the athleticism right from the start, but his moment didn't come until maybe his late late junior, early senior year where the velocity started to develop and you saw the command of all three pitches and you're like, oh gosh, here it comes because he was toying with opposing teams. And I think everybody around our area would say, out of the three guys that are now obviously having huge careers and big days, obviously going into opening day, out of the three guys that we're talking about, the ones that the other team didn't want to face with Jack Flair. With Lucas in high school, 
you knew you were getting a plus fastball, but the secondary stuff might not be there that day, and so you could just sit on it. With Max, you knew you were getting a plus fastball, but there might be some erratic, um, out-of-the-zone type of um, at-bat there where you might get a couple of free base runners. With Jack, you weren't getting erratic. Um, even if you got a couple of runners on, Jack always had that ability to spin that slider 2-0 count, and the other team at that point, you're screwed. I mean, high school hitters aren't hitting a 2-0 slider when you have a 92-mile-an-hour fastball on the back side of it. So, um, yeah, they, they – uh, I forgot where I was on that, but that, that's just kind of the, 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 the history of what I think teams around our area would say. That's awesome. Well, Matt, I'm curious. Take me back to August of last year, and we're talking a lot about Jack Flaherty, but the other pitcher that uh, you had was Lucas Giolito, who, who threw that uh, no-hitter for the White Sox. What was that like for you as a high school coach of this kid to to see at Major League Baseball, not just starting at the majors, but throwing a no-hitter? Huh. Yeah, we started watching in the office that afternoon. Um, I had it on my computer screen. I think I, lo- I, I left to go home around the fourth inning. I get back home. I turn it back on. He's still got it. We start watching with everybody around the TV. I mean, the, I remember the last hit of the game, the, the last out was a, a missile to right field where Lucas had a no two count and he just missed his spot. And I let out a uh, expletive um, in front of everybody that was sitting around me. Uh, it, it was obviously caught. Um, but I think that for Lucas was just the culminating, um, culminating part of his long journey back to finding himself. Um, going from the worst pitcher in baseball a couple of years ago to reinventing himself and getting to the point now where he's absolutely dominant. Um, just a great sense of pride for the for the journey he went through to do that the resiliency and the toughness it takes to reinvent yourself as a big leaguer already that's not easy to do and uh he obviously did it last thing that i've got for you matt you look at jack max lucas i mean all three of these guys have legitimate cy young type of stuff do you feel like that could potentially be in their future like are they are those three both mentally and physically do you think they're good enough to win a cy young at some point in their career yeah, I, I mean, like you said, the stuff is there. And in a Cy Young year, things need to break your way. Um, but they've all gone on these historic type of runs where the second half of the season a couple of years ago for Jack, where he was just so dominant. And Lucas last year really defining himself as a, as a big league pitcher and a number one ace and then you know, Max putting up the huge year last year um, to kind of really solidify themselves as a huge big leaguer and, and number one starter. They all have the stuff. It's just a matter of kind of can you get the breaks and are you on the team? Is it one of those teams that just kind of has a little bit of magic to it? Um, so we're going to take it step by step here. Hey, sure. can we have quality outings on day one. <laughs> Let's do that. Let's really go and give our, chan- our our teams a chance to win today, and then hopefully a little bit more magic. Let's hey, can we all see them in the in the All Star game one day? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm I'm hoping all that happens for each one of them. 
Well, Matt, we're all looking forward to watching Jack Flaherty here in uh, St. Louis today. And we're also looking forward for you to be able to watch Freed and Giolito as well. What a special weekend it must be for you. Thanks so much for spending a little bit of your time today with us. All the best. And we look forward to talking with you hopefully again down the line. All right. Absolutely. Go Cardinals.